With classes in crisis communication, influence, and data presentation, Gonzaga University's online Master's in Communication and Leadership equips you with the tools you need to communicate clearly and encourage creativity in any industry. Concentrations in digital media, strategic communication, and global leadership allow you to customize your degree. Visit gonzaga.edu communication and learn why a master's degree from Gonzaga can help you take your career to the next level. That's gonzaga.edu communication. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to open this one up a bit different tonight. Uh, hello and welcome back. Um, but I'm going to open this up with a quote, actually, uh, before I bring Jared on here. Um, I think Nolan Arenado no longer playing baseball for the Colorado Rockies is a signal of total organizational failure. One that smart people would analyze to ensure that it won't happen again. And I don't get the sense that the owner and the GM see it the same way. And with that, we welcome Jared to, I believe, episode 31 here. Jared, how you doing? I'm, I'm still just... I've been... We've been texting about this for a while, and it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. Yeah. Flat out, it just it doesn't make sense. It's been it's been very, very, very well publicized the issues between Nolan and the front office of not building a team around him, not getting him the support he needs. You you let DJ walk. You let doll go for nothing to the rangers of all places and then you trade nolan who's next trevor charlie Trevor story kyle blackman you treat kyle freeland or herman marquez I don't know. I, I, 
I still don't understand how you have the best third baseman in the last 50 years of baseball. Oh, easily. He's a Hall of Fame. He's a bona fide Hall of Fame candidate, my friend. And, and let this sink bonafide. in. He's not going into the hall wearing a Rockies hat. No. Keep that Which, in mind. I mean, he spent a decade with this club, man. Nine months ago. Okay, get this. Get this, guys. Okay, a little timeline. Nine months ago, he signed, I think, what was it? It was a pretty hefty extension. He was going to be here for the remainder of his career. Worth almost $300 million. And Eight years, 260. Eight years for 260. So there it is. He, he was basically going to... Um, I mean, that's a sign of, of, you know, staying with your club. If he were to fill out that contract, he probably would have retired, retired a Rocky. I would assume I mean, he'd been playing there already a decade. And nine months later, he's gone as well as 50 million stolen from you that you are now paying the Arizona Cardinals. St. Louis, St. Louis. The next, or not, not card. Yeah, St. Louis Cardinals. Ugh. Wrong sport. Um, wrong sport. St. Louis Cardinals, a sum, a lump sum of fifty million over the next couple years. You're basically. I mean, it is a lose lose situation, and you're we talking about this a little bit before. But Jared, I'm not sure if you if you had the time to to see any of that press conference, that Zoom press conference with uh, Bridich and Monfort this morning. I, I read the notes on it from DNVR, uh, Rockies on Twitter, and Woody Page, who used to be at the Denver Post, flat out asked Dick Monfort if he should even own a club anymore. Just flat out. That alone should tell you a lot about where everyone's perception of the Rockies is right now. It, yeah, it, it I, should, because you're sending $50 million to the Cardinals. You don't get one of the Cardinals' top five prospects in return. Really? And here's, here's the other crazy thing to me. I, I was thinking about this, and, and something on on social media reminded me of it today. Here's basically how I look at the Rockies. Because you'll, you'll know this. If you've seen this movie, you know this. There are rich teams. There are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of shit. And there we are. We're in that shit. Yeah. This is not the first time that the Rockies have traded a pretty fucking good talent to St. Louis. Let me take you back in history a little bit. Larry Walker, is that name ring a bell? Just a little bit. Hall of Famer? Hmm. Crazy. Matt Holliday? To the Cardinals. No less. Also to the Cardinals. Nolan Arenado. To the Cardinals. At what point do we quit devaluing this franchise and do we keep quit devaluing the quality that is Coors Field, regardless of the altitude issues, regardless of the pitching problems we have here, to really legitimize... Throw DJ LeMahieu in there. Throw Adam Ottavino in there. Throw David Dahl in there because he's going to blow up in Texas, I think. We were uh, talking about this earlier as well. Exactly. At what point uh, do you quit delegitimizing yeah. this, this ball club? 
and it, it in, sounds in the, in the place that we in the in the in the place that they play. At, at what point does this happen? We put it out on Twitter earlier. Quit using because it, it was used today in the press conference, and it just was it was used in the press conference. It was annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're a mid-market team. We should be treated as such. At what point do you shut the fuck up about mid-market, high-market, east-market, west-market? It doesn't fucking matter. Is there bias? Yes. But guess what? Nikola Jokic is the best fucking center in the NBA, and he's being touted as such with NBA math. He's winning Player of the Week awards, Center of the Week awards. You fucking name it, he's winning it. There's no more fucking bias. It is a lack of knowledge of what the fuck you are doing. Yeah, the most recent accolade is Western Conference Player of the Month. Just earned that as well. And, and, and I don't want to hear this shit of, oh, people don't want to complain Colorado. Bullshit. They don't want to play for the Rockies. There's a difference. Why the fuck did Peyton Manning come to Denver? Yeah. Why are the Avs signing all these big free agents? This isn't rocket science, people. No, it's not. And it's funny you bring that up, Jared. It is so funny you bring that up. The fact that because I was even watching it this morning, I was my reaction to it. I was like a little bit off, like the live pace. I was like maybe five, ten minutes behind it, but I was keeping up with it. My reaction is I didn't even I didn't even, I did not know what the hell to think. I I was watching it in in disbelief almost. You know. Um, here you have our owner, you know, owning family, basically, but Dick Monford saying that the Rockies are touted as a mid-market team, as you were saying, Jared, and saying that with that comes certain, he almost emphasized certain financial restrictions that he's like, we can't, we can't take risks almost financially is what he said verbatim. We can't take risks. Can, and guess what, man? Can it, can guess what? Guess what? Since since 2015, my friend, since 2015, I mean, I don't have to say it. Your face says it here already. I'm I'm looking right right at it. We have spent an ungodly amount of money on free agents that have whiffed time and time again. Wade Davis, Jake McGee, Ian Desmond. Just to name a few. Just to name a few. (laughs) And then he basically, the more disappointing part to wrap that segment up was he came off as saying basically that we aren't going to do that anymore. We're not going to go after big contracts. That's kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but that's what he said. You know, basically in the future, we're not going to get tied up like this financially. There are 286 million invested in Nolan Arenado and 256 million invested in your bullpen, basically, and a few other players. And then you lose 50 more million offloading that. I mean, It just didn't make sense. They, it it did not make sense because if you're not open to 
signing free agents to bigger contracts, but you don't admit that you're rebuilding because they also did that. And what are you doing? What are you doing as an organization, even? Um, this little teleconference that they had, this Zoom press meeting, basically, it exposed a lot of... Uh, I mean, what we're used to in Rocky's ownership, basically. And I'll just leave it at that recently. And... I mean, it should be worth noting, too, that Nolan said in his opening press conference to St. Louis Media, he said, and I quote, when I signed in Colorado, it was my intent to stay there for my entire career. This has nothing to do anymore with, oh, he didn't want to be in Colorado. He didn't want to play here. What? So someone explain to me who the hell is going to play third base. Oh, great. We have Nolan Arnato's cousin. Terrific. He's not Nolan Arnato. No one will ever be Nolan Arnato. Keep no. in mind, and keep in mind, we, I know this is the exact same rhetoric and the exact same bullshit we said with the 2-0 trade. However, 2-0 was a lot worse, right? 2-0 yeah. wanted out because it was 2-0 and he was an egotistical maniac, right? <clears throat> this is different. This was a broken relationship between front office and star player. Plain and simple. How can you not hold on to DJ LeMay? How do you not hold on to Adam Ottavino? Literally four months after he after they take you into the playoffs. We talked about this, Jared. You and I talked about this specifically. The day we lost DJ LeMayhew, I was like, this franchise is about to, to go downhill and fast. I mean, you think about Every single contract that they've missed, essentially. Um, like you're talking about, you know, 71 million to Ian Desmond. It's just, it's, it's absolutely insane to think that they expect first off they expect the fans to be happy about the haul that we got back from arizona which i have to say is laughable at best not one prospect ranked inside the mlb top 10 for a hall of fame player not even in their own organizational pipeline top 10 well not, in their not top even five. yeah not in their top five yeah there's there's one who's ranked eighth in their organizational pipeline uh, i mean it's it's a, it's a slap in the face man it is. It makes me think, essentially, with all these, you know, Mayhew going off to New York, same with Ottavino, now Nolan leaving. You had, uh, <laughs> you know, you had Matt Holiday. You had a very good uh, second baseman, too, who went on to play for the Yankees and win a World Series with them. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, 
it's frustrating because it makes me feel like the Rockies as a franchise, they are used as a farm team for other MLB teams. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I really don't know what else to say at this point. Today was probably one of the worst days as a fan for me in a long time. And especially the way they tried to casually just shake it off, man. <laughs> like, no one loved playing here. You know, he, like you said, he wanted to be a Rocky for life. And in nine months, you ruined that. There is something that they are not telling the public that happened behind the scenes. And that's, that's exactly it. Is that something happened and that we just don't. And I, the, the true breaking point was probably DJ. Yeah. It was probably DJ LeMahieu. You kept literally it was a who whoever wants to play second essentially, which ended up being Ryan McMahon most of the year. Mm-hmm. And like who do you who do you honestly have to to back that up? Chris Owings, Garrett Hampson. Hampson will probably be starting at this rate, man. He's gonna go. He'll he'll probably go to to second. McMahon will slide to third. To probably, yeah. You're you're probably not wrong. I mean, Brendan Rodgers is being this touted prospect, and we haven't seen anything from him. Mm-hmm. You know, like at, at what point do fans finally just go enough? Uh, enough. And. It, it it should tell you something when when this was announced that there was a certain hashtag that was trending in Denver on every single put. Now let me say this right now: the video that the Rockies posted today on their account, yeah, phenomenal. Okay, the video staff there, uh, between everybody who I know, Jeff, all those guys, did awesome. It, it sucks to see such a great video like that get all the same all, all the exact same like, like you see the exact same picture basically I mean you see clowns you see a, a dumpster on fire mm. I mean, even Urinating Tree, who's a renowned shit poster. Yeah. Who is a very, very, very funny person, for one. Um, watches this and goes, what are you doing? Yeah. It's rough, man. Another kind of marketing blender by them. Here's what what you need tree does, right? Here's what he says. The Rockies do what the Rockies do and choose to be cheap asses. They're shedding their biggest salary who honestly need a change considering his frustrations and giving cash away for pennies on the dollar. This is a franchise-killing move if I've ever seen one. 
Hashtag Lolorado. Yeah. I mean, Art Kiesla today and Woody Page for that matter achieved GOAT status for the state as far as I'm concerned because Mark Kiesla opened up with are you going to sell the team for their press conference. And I mean, you got to think you're right. You're actually, I mean, man, that is right on the dot. It is a franchise killer getting rid of a talent like that. You do not get rid of a talent like that, especially if you are in the mid market and have just signed him to an eight year extension. Don't push buttons to get to the point where in nine months you guys are parting ways. Now, I'm not sure whether that blame falls more on British because I know him and Nolan have had some issues or I'm not sure if that falls more on Dick Monfort claiming he's a quote-unquote fan today. Get the hell out of here. You you can't expect me to be excited about Max Goomber. All right. It's just, it's, no. No. It's it's not even close to. It's just it's, it's a slap in the face, man. I'm kind of speechless right now, as you can tell. <laughs> um, and I, I still I think that's a sentiment, and this is still a few days removed from too. Yeah, it's still removed from. I mean, I think it was Saturday, Friday, or Saturday night last week. Mm-hmm. It was Friday night last week, and. Um, no, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Um, Saturday. It was Saturday night last week, and I remember I was talking with a customer about it, and they're like, and she's like, yeah, like I follow baseball. I'm like, oh, you see the news today? And she's like, no. I was like, hmm, let me tell you really quick. And her face dropped, and she's a Rangers fan. Yeah. So. I mean, it's the type of news that people who don't follow baseball know that's an awful trade. <laughs> I mean... And it's just kind of a funny PR thing today. So after this big press conference, kind of bringing all this, all this shit back to the top here um, for today, that's probably why I'm so speechless about it right now. It's just because of that this morning. But when you have a team like the Rockies, and I love him to death, but I mean, come on. Almost in accordance to the end of that press conference, they released their annual spring training ticket package for their fan base. So they bring in this spring training ticket package on top of all of this news with the press conference with British and uh, Dick Monfort today. Uh, almost simultaneously with the end of it, they sent out an email to all their uh, registered fan base. And you would not believe just the amount of people that I saw on Twitter that were going out of their way to say, nope, like unsubscribe, delete, cancel, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I mean, it caused a a storm, man. And um, absolutely right when talking about uh, it just being a franchise killer. It's just, I just, yeah, I don't know anymore. I really don't know. 
like totally. I'm, I'm wondering over here if Trevor's story is next on the chopping block. Like that's honestly what I think. What I'm thinking. Did we? Here. Did we put it out on our Twitter? Yeah. At, where was it? I, I think we were going off that day. <laughs> here, here's what we said on Twitter on on the 29th. This is three days ago now. Blackman story making man all traded by opening day. Freeland by the All Star game. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just remember looking around that night on Twitter and seeing like a bunch of like guys from DNVR, Denver Post, all this other stuff on their Twitter, Twitter accounts going, yeah, this is now a hockey Twitter account. Or yeah, this is now a baseball or a basketball Twitter account no longer covering the Rockies. And yeah, in, the, in Barstool Colorado and Barstool CSU. Both put out freaking like power rankings for franchises. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's just an embarrassment. It really is. There's no, there's no real other way to put it. And especially just after the, probably the worst presser I've ever seen been, been, been witness to this morning as far as um after the magnitude of something like this happening uh i mean expect us to be excited and it's like no no and by the way monfort claiming today that Trevor's story was out of the top 100 for prospects for their pipeline. He actually came in at 96th. So he's got to do some research if he's going to claim he's a he's a fan of this team. I, like I'm sick of it, man. I mean, I mean, even Story said last night. I was scrolling through the Bleacher Report stuff yesterday and or this morning when I woke up and. He even story said, I'm sad and I'm frustrated. This is the exact same thing that Nolan said two years ago. That's if that doesn't raise some red flags and like some concerns. People are not paying attention. And what does that do as a culture, Jared, as your team's overall culture? What culture? What culture? People. Yeah, exactly. How how many how many star caliber players do you think are going to want to come play for us after seeing just this shit show of a press conference pop off which now you know it's like the the Rockies the Rockies beat got blown to a national perspective last couple days people are actually realizing how bad it is down here as far as ownership goes and It's like it, it shoots up a, a big, a big red flag, my friend. It's like I wonder how many texts Trevor Story is getting about getting the hell out of Colorado right now. This I is mean, the exact same conversation that we've been having about the Broncos. Yeah, the exact same conversation.
so at at what point at at, at what point is it going to become a I mean, it's. I think it's worse for the Broncos' perspective because you have a a Hall of Famer who tried his hand at GM and was completely dog shit. Anyone tells me John Elway was a good GM, I'm assuming is either on the good Colorado weed we got, or just not paying attention. Yeah, that's yeah. it, plain and simple. So. I mean, we should really be talking about the two teams that are playing inside Ball Arena. Exactly. Um, the Avs and Nuggets recently have been the complete opposite. I mean, hell, Dick Monfort sell the franchise to the Cronkies. Break down that British wall that you've built up. Because it was so funny to see how he protected him like a puppet out there today. He got his ass handed to him by some great questions from, like you were talking about Woody Page. I, I kind of shouted him out on Twitter as well. Mark Kiesler really ripped into it. I mean, just great questions, you know, that deserved to be asked at that point in time. Paul Cleve from the Gazette, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... It was hilarious to me to see Monfort just go out of his way to try to shield British in some of those questions. And how how he's not on the hot seat, how his seat is so cold that yeah. if, if his seat has mountains, they'd be blue right now. That's how cold his seat is. Cold as the Rockies, my friend. Like, it's just if something like this happened to the apps, right? And let's yeah. say, let's say Joe Sackig was doing this kind of debauchery and bullshit. God forbid. We would all be calling for Joe Sackig's head. And you know what the funny part is that there was people on Twitter, on our Twitter accounts, who it's not even on our our podcast one. It's on our personal Twitter accounts are looking at going. Joe Sackick would never let that happen. Nuggets GM would never let that happen. No. Why is this acceptable in a volatile market like Denver, who, yes, does have a lot of transplant fans, and that's like a lot of the appeal to Coors to most people is that, oh, I moved here from Chicago. Oh, I moved here from L.A. Oh, I'm just here to, I'm here to watch my, I'm here to watch my, my home team club. Instead of watch, you know, purple and silver. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly what you. I know exactly what you mean. Opening day, I think three years ago now, two three years ago, I was there with uh, with with my buddy Jake for Lair, and in the stadium there was more Dodgers fans there than Rockies fans, and that was two years ago. Then this happens. It was already bad, man. <laughs> it's just you're you're exactly right. It's just 
and I'm, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit and that the, the perception of Coors Field is it's a great spot on a six six ten Friday night start or 640 Friday night start or Saturday night, whatever night it is in the summertime. It's a great spot to go to and then go bar hop. Leave by the seventh inning, you hit one up, you hit retro room, you hit view house. Um, I'm trying to think what else is down there, but I mean, you hit all those places. And then you, you you call it a night, and that's not that that's not how ball arena is in the slightest. I I don't think that's how insert name here field at Mile High is. No, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense at this point. really doesn't it really doesn't and i mean for for all the positive press that nuggets are getting abs are getting and to to now be looked at as a for for lack of better terms a second rate franchise and now the Rapids are going to be the talking point for the summer. Who, I, I mean, outside of probably a few thousand people, who honestly remembers that Colorado has a MLS team? And that Tim Howard was our goalie at one point. Yeah. It was 2017, by the way. It wasn't long ago. Went to, the West, went to the Western Conference final. Beat the LA Galaxy in the semifinals in PKs at Dick Sporting Goods Park in Commerce City. You are literally 10 minutes from that stadium. Not even, man. I am box skip and a half. Exactly. I am two minutes off 60th from that place. I drive east for a minute and a half, and I hit Dick Sporting Goods Park. I don't even have to turn. Drive right into the field. <laughs> like, it's... But you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And you look at that cronky side of that ownership, Jared, and a lot of people didn't like it at first. Just because, you know, he's a weird guy, kind of. Not very personable, I think is what people kind of had to say about that. But, I mean, he built great teams. When it comes down to it, this would be like the equivalent of Tim Connolly shipping out Jokic to, uh, let's say... L.A. Yeah, let's say L.A. Lakers for, uh, for shits and giggles here. Let's say, and by the way, we're giving the Lakers $50 million to take them too. And what are we getting back? A bunch of Alex Caruso's, my friend. Not even... Not even a bunch of Alex Caruso's. Bench guys. Guys that don't see. Out of the five players that they got, one has major league experience. It's Austin Gomber, who's a left-handed pitcher. Yes, because we need to solidify our pitching depth. Okay. Trying to get excited about a 1.88 ERA through 14 innings. That's new. Like, <laughs> hasn't played a lot. 
Like, do you want me to get excited about something? Give me something to get excited about. You have a yeah. fan base that is begging for something. We all thought 2018, the, the fall of 18, right when the Rocky, right when the Avs started to hit their meteoric rise, right? Right when they're starting to project up, right when the Nuggets are really going to start getting good. We, we're all going, okay, Rockies are here too. This yeah. is going to be the f- most fun place to be for the next four or five years. Denver is going to be a hot spot because fall, winter, spring, you got, you got Nuggets hockey or Nuggets basketball and Avs hockey. And then summer, fall, you got Rockies baseball. Perfect. Don't got to worry about the Broncos. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do with that ownership bullshit that's going on, whatever. Now, you're going to have, and, and even, even with this Comcast thing going on with the Avs and the Nuggets, you've got more Avs and Nuggets fans than you have anything else in the state right now. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about Nuggets fans, the entire country of Argentina and Serbia are behind us. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to see. And of course, you get the hotspot, you know, bet here. But yeah, I remember there was a time where, you know, those two years where we made those little playoff runs. You know, we were like, okay, if we can keep this trajectory going, because that's the key is not to fall to that pressure afterwards, you know? And, and how do you, again, how do you take a team that took the Dodgers to a game 163? Yeah. Go like into Chicago, beat the Cubs in 13 innings on a Tony Walters single, who's no longer with the club, by the way. Tony Walters no longer here as well. And you had that first inning where Charlie started off with a, with a, with a single. DJ, it was either Charlie or DJ struck out. I can't remember who it was. And then no one really pitched the game of his life, by the way. Yep. That, that was the coming out party for, for Kyle Freeland. Six and two thirds scoreless against John fucking Lester. Yep. Big John Lester. Keep in mind, Kyle Freeland finished fourth in Cy Young voting. Or rookie of the year, fourth, or was it? It was either it was either Cy Young or rookie, whatever the fuck it was. But one of the two. I I mean, we all looked at the team and said, okay, we we may have gotten swept by Milwaukee. Milwaukee was had already been there. Milwaukee was good that year. They were good. Okay. They Milwaukee were really good. good. And um, we're going okay. That's fine. You know what? First time being here in a very 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 long time. It should get better next year, right? And this is, and stories hitting the ball well. This is when Nolan was really just tattooing the baseball. Matt Holiday was back for his reunion tour. I mean, I, I, I remember yeah, David Dahl on the action in those David, later years. David I mean, Dahl was playing well. I mean, you had a first baseman that could actually hit. And Daniel Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> it's. But what was it? What was it about that year that 
I mean, I mean, just what was it? I'm, I'm confused. I'm as confused as you are. Because everything, everything said that, hey, this is two straight years now of making the postseason. Yes, he lost that first year to, um, who they lose to in that crazy, wild, Arizona, in that crazy wild Arizona. card game. Yeah. Where Archie Bradley, of all fucking people, hits a triple. I think it went close to 14, 15 innings, too, if no, I'm no, not mistaken. No, not that one. Not that one? No, because that was the one where Archie Bradley hit that triple and just demoralized everything. Oh, no, oh, no oh. anytime Archie Bradley pitches here, he gets shelled. Yep, yep. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I really don't. I really have no idea. Because so... So much of everybody wants to be a be a Rockies fan, especially here in Colorado. But yeah. now it's 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 almost to the point of have you ha, has the fan base been divided and alienated out to the point where it's no longer no no longer worth people's time and energy to even think about purple and purple and silver. Not when the Avs and Nuggets are playing. In my opinion. I mean, it's just so tough to see. Because I am going to give some credit to the Rockies pipeline. They did a phenomenal job developing Arenado and Story into what they are today. But there comes a certain point where you get a little bit too big for your britches and you start to bet more on the system than the player. You're seeing the same thing pan out with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, which also tweeted out by you on our Twitter account, is a mid-market franchise as far as their franchises go. Tampa Bay Lightning, Buccaneers, you know. And the Rays. Yeah, Rays are in the fucking World Series. Hmm. Perfect example. Barring a a two year turnaround like what the Rays had, because they traded Blake Snell two years ago. Keep that in mind. They traded him. Yeah. So barring that, luckily happening in Denver, then. The, the Rockies, who have really not done hardly anything in the, in, in the time that they've been here, since 94, 95, something like that, in, in, in the time they've been here, haven't done anything. And the Broncos' current trajectory, at, at what point are both those franchises going? Let's just rebuild. Let's just rebuild. Yeah. It's the same thing that we were talking about with the Broncos. They're stuck in that mode of do we want to be chasing championships or do we think we're good enough to be chasing championships even? To do we really want to sell the whole thing and go into a full on full rebuild? The Nuggets just drafted well. The Avs just developed well. They drafted really well. They drafted insanely well. I mean in one draft, they got both Yusuf Nurkic and Nikola Jokic, plus Malik Beasley. 
And during that year, you saw the Nuggets develop Yosef Nurkic to oh. what he is today, a starting caliber center in the NBA, trade him to Portland because they had Jokic in their back pocket. And anyone here, this, this side of the Mississippi, would agree to take Jokic 10 times out of 10, that matchup. Followed up the year after draft Jamal Murray. That Michael Porter Jr. I mean, then you look at the Avs too with McCarr. Speaking of, and, just got and hurt. And what you guys just got hurt? Just got hurt. Yikes. As injury bug is back again, which is very, very unfortunate to see. Um, but regardless of that fact, you know, Bakar, Iram, McDonald, Eustace Antonin's going to be good when he gets up here. I mean, they have done a killer job of just setting themselves up for the next you know, near decade, and, in my opinion. And they haven't killed themselves with trades. Yeah, imagine that. They haven't gone after the big-name free agents. Can you name a good free agent that signed with Denver and stayed? Andre Iguodala? Nope. Jeremy Grant? Hell no. Allen Iverson? Mm-mm. No. To uh, an who, extent. Who's the other guy? I'm, oh, shit. I can't remember the other guy now. If I saw his name, I'd remember it, obviously, but I can't. They drafted Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, not him. Shit, who was that other guy? J.R. Smith? No, not J.R. Phillips? That's going to annoy me. Hold on, I'm doing a Google search. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Basketball reference. No worries. Oh, shit. I'm going to see it and be so pissed, too. That's the annoying part. I gotta go back a few years. Hold on. Excuse me for dragging this out. Uh, probably been around this time. Nope. Maybe it was earlier than that. Gallinardi. That's what I was thinking of. Neil Gallinardi. So he was in the Carmelo trade. Him, Raymond Felton. JaVale McGee's getting, another guy. Yeah, JaVale McGee. We got Birdman, Chris Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about those guys, you know, those guys that we got, especially just from New York in that deal, and it was the draft picks that actually came to fruition on that deal. Because I think it was that last draft pick that New York traded to us was the, the pick that ended up becoming Jamal Murray. And then the Nuggets had an okay year, but were right on the right on the lottery bubble, and managed to scoop up probably what is going to be one of the most polarizing superstars in, in Michael Porter if he develops properly. I mean, he can, he could have Kevin Durant like impacts for the Nuggets. But you look at that, and you look at the Nuggets, and you look at the Avalanche. 
And you look at even what the Broncos were doing the past few years with Simmons. Bowles was coming on nicely. Um, LA was actually doing an okay job at drafting with Lindsay, you know? Um, and then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have the Colorado Rockies. And I mean, there's there's just no other way to put it. Um, I, mean, I feel I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Dick Monfort is the type of GM that John Elway would call not John Elway, that Joe Sackick would call to take advantage of if he were in the NHL. That's how I feel. Like, I, I can literally think on, like, one hand of, like, bad trades that Joe Sackick has made since he came here. Jerome McGinley is the first one that comes to mind, right? Or, I, I, I mean, they, they sent him off for basically nothing. Which is fine, right? And I'm not going to say Colin Wilson because Colin Wilson was a really good signing for when he was healthy. He, he, was. he just couldn't stay healthy anymore, which is okay. That's fine. Grubauer, another really good trade. The Ryan Graves trade, obviously paying dividends at, to this point. Audrey trade. Max McCormick for JC Bodan. Great minor league sw- swap there. Picking up Broussard for a playoff push for a third round pick. Terrific. Getting rid of Soderberg, great. Getting Andre Burakovsky for essentially Scott Kosmachuk was phenomenal. Yeah. Jacob McDonald, who is now playing defensive minutes for the Avs, for Toninato, who was a great forward in the minor league system. I mean, you can go up and down these and just go, hmm. Doesn't seem too bad to me. No. I mean, and I mean, the Tyson Berry stuff that happened, the Nazem Kadri trade, Matt Duchesne trade, uh, Duchesne trade. And it's, it's like if the Avs win the cup in the next couple years, Jared, I want our championship video to start with that Duchesne trade. Like it's become a staple of this team almost. You know? <laughs> And I mean, it's still everything's going to funnel back down to. I think we are now to the point of. The obscurity of being a baseball person in Colorado, for one, because in in case it wasn't obvious, youth baseball kind of blew up a little bit in the last few years in Colorado. And. It had a lot to do with the Rockies' success. It had a lot to do with Nolan Arenado. It had a lot to do with Trevor Story, DJ LeMahieu, Charlie Blackman. All these very, very, very well-known people. I mean, so well-known to the point where people literally have their ringtones as Your Love by the Outfield. Nobody knew that song. Yeah. Anybody hears Your Love in Colorado, they immediately think Rockies, Charlie Black. Easily. Easily. It's just we're 
we're at the point of what the hell. So I don't know anymore. But uh, worth noting, LOC opens the goal, opens the goal scoring tonight again. Very nice. He might be he's he's talking himself into a regular role at this point. I know it's I know it's yeah. his fourth line, but for all the injuries that are going on right now, playing pretty well. Yeah, and I'm all right with that, you know. Um, I do like what Jared Bednar did today in keeping his second line as is with Burkowski and Saad and, and, and uh, Kadri. Kadri and, mm-hmm. and Kadri and just uh, it's interesting moving Comfort up to the first line. It's, just I feel senior, like, it's a seniority I, thing. 100%. Yeah. It's a seniority thing. So, I feel like Jost has played well, but not well enough to be top line. He's um, still solid to be three. But he has, done, he has done better this year. Um, but it's just unfortunate. You think about Nathan McKinnon, uh, P.E. Belmar, Frankie, Calvert. Also Calvert. Which Calvert's kind of, you know, he's oftentimes more on the injury report than not these days. And I, I do believe it has a lot to do with, with PCS, post-concussion syndrome. Mm. I mean, but I, this is also why Colorado went out and got a bunch of that depth again. I mean, Sackick knows injuries happen. You got to be, and especially in a short training camp year and everything else, you, you had to know that it was going to happen quite a bit, but. I mean, thus far, you can't be too upset with everything. I mean, points in five out of the last seven contests is pretty good. You'll take that every oh, day. Yeah. I mean, six, three, and one. You're sitting. I mean, I mean, you're sitting basically atop the West, tied with St. Louis. So, I mean, in typical Avs fashion, they're doing what they've always done. You know, next man up mentality. <laughs> You're getting to see Jacob McDonald play tonight. You're getting to see, you're going to get to see uh, Byron paired with Makar up until very recently, unfortunately. Um, he's back though. He it was just a stinger. It looks back. like yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, another guy, big guy that got injured. Uh, Devontae's took a, a puck to the to the skate, and so he's out week to week as well. So you're missing your missing your top. Uh, one of your two top pairings for your defense as well. And, and another really interesting thing to see too, is that I, I don't want to pin too much on, on these games against Minnesota, right? I mean, yes, it's the national hockey league. Every team is good. Minnesota is not like your, your top of the class valedictorian team here, right? No. If you have, have to play with though. this, if you have to play with this lineup, I, I want to see what it looks like against a Vegas against a St. Louis even. I, I, I was out against San Jose, but again, a San Jose, not really a valid Victorian team, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and while this is the youth that we all saw, that you and I specifically saw in Loveland for the last two years, and we're going, okay, yep. if they get a chance, they're probably going to be, we're still going to be okay, right? Mm. Jacob McDonald, we saw, who were like, who, who's a forward who's now playing D, by the way, yep. because they needed someone to switch. Logan O'Connor coming out of DU, Sheldon Dries. I mean, Kiefer Shearwood in a trade. You you name it, you're seeing a lot of these guys really develop into really quality players. 
And I'm not sure <laughs> if you if you saw the uh, the note from from McDon- from Scott earlier um, about the Colorado Sky jerseys. Yeah, yeah um, I did actually. Yeah, that was kind of that was leaked to us during when we did our interview. That was leaked to us. We did cut it out. Um, that those Colorado Sky jerseys will have blue pants, blue helmets, and blue gloves. That was leaked. It was not knowledge at the time. We were very privileged to know that and kept it very well under wraps. But now it's out, so there it's gonna be a very blue heavy jersey. But I, I'm excited to see what it looks like in person as well. Um, and I mean, just really quickly in closing, where do you where do you think that the Rockies are at now? Are they? I mean, they're they're obviously nowhere near contender or championship. If you had to give them no. give them what they're at, what and what you think that they're actually portraying themselves as internally, what, where do you think they're at? Right. So, and that's a great question too, Jared. Um, in closing, I mean, I had the Rockies pegged at maybe like if they had a good year, 60 wins out of 160, I was pretty pessimistic basically due to what was going on. Um, you know, farm farm league cancellation for AAAs does not help at all, especially now with what we're working with. We got four, four AAA guys with no team because of COVID stuff. So I had a high point of like 60 games. With Arenado gone, that drops. That is my season outlook to them. They, 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 I will be surprised if they win 40, 50 games this year. And I'm just being honest. And to compare it to what they're saying, it makes me frustrated as hell as a fan. Because they're talking about, oh no, this isn't a rebuild. If we would have rebuilt, we would have moved pieces They're hinting at Story, Blackman, probably her mom, Marquez. So they're still thinking they're good to go. They're still thinking they're going to plug these guys in and just roll with it. But what's going to happen, like you said, when... (laughs) You know, when McMahon goes out with an injury, or if Garrett Hampson goes out with an injury, who are you going to go to? They got two guys that can hit the ball well. Story and Blackman. You got eight guys that are left on the squad after that playoff run two years ago. And Rymel Tapia, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Kyle Freeland. It's not a long list. So that's how I'm feeling. And I mean, in all reality, you really have Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, and John Gray are your most consistent pitchers right now. That's pretty yeah. much it. Peter Lambert, I'm excited to see what he brings again this year. Um, he had a pretty decent campaign in his first, first time around. Daniel Bard, I'm excited to see if he can continue his comeback of the year that he had this year. Uh, he had some really amazing stuff. 
the real deal philip deal i don't know scott oberg if he can get back to form be great i but that's literally it man i mean you got diaz and nunez as your catchers yeah uh okay josh fuentes and ryan mcmahon for first base brendan rogers and garrett hampson for second base really nobody at third they 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 have hampson mcmahon as their third baseman trevor story at second which who knows right yeah rymel for left and center along with with slam hilliard and charlie and right and rymel i mean i'll tell you i felt slapped in the face today because they were saying we've been trying the past decade to give you guys a serviceable, give the city of Denver basically a very serviceable, competitive team. My response to that in my head was, why the hell didn't we ever get a catcher? The most notable uh, catcher I mean, signing in the last, what, five years was Jonathan Lucroy? Yeah. And we were. And that, was a great, that was a great first. Yeah. I was so stoked with that signing. I mean,. Like finally, he had a, great, a guy who great has, first couple years. He, he's got some experience behind him. He played in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA, won with Team USA and Nolan Arenado as well. We're going. This is perfect. This is going to be awesome. He's a great catcher. He knows exactly what he's looking for. When we signed Pat Nishek for that run, I was like, beautiful. That's going to be awesome. Singwon O was another guy who I went fuck beautiful. Yeah. So this okay. this feels like a mile high step backwards. It really does. No pun intended, but it, that's how far it feels. It feels like 5,260 steps backward. Yeah. 80. I mean, I was upset. 80. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I live upset. at 5,260. It's just throwing me off. <laughs> you know, I was upset when we lost to Ryra Pera. I was upset when we lost DJ LeMayhew. I was upset when we lost, you know, even Troy Tulowitzki, Matt Holiday. Guys like that, Dexter Fowler, Dadasim Go, Ryan Spielbors. But Nolan Arenado? Arenado, bro, I mean. You're right, 100%. Mile high step backwards from the mile high pundit crew over here. Um, and here's something I just got posted by Denver Post Rockies really quickly, just to close my end out. Sean Keeler for the Denver Post just tweeted out saying, quote, Rockies star Trevor Story just proclaimed as a number one shortstop in the MLB by MLB Network has some thinking to do. Although after the Nolan Arenado trade, you wonder if his mind is already made up. That's pretty, pretty fucking straightforward. Yeah. And don't want to read between the lines on that one. If I was Trevor Story, I'd be feeling the same way. After watching all this happen. How long does it take to ruin a relationship with a Hall of Fame third baseman? Nine months.
I mean, this isn't a Matt Duchesne kind of deal where Duchesne just wanted out of Denver, man. He did. He he didn't yeah. want to do the whole, if we want to bring it back in Rocky's history, Todd and the Toddlers shit, right? He didn't want it to be Duchesne, Duchesne and the puppies, right? And getting passed over for captaincy probably pissed them off. Just like it did Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly's pissed that Landis Cog was named captain. He was pissed. Yeah. Go figure. It's fine. But there's also there, there's also enough looking at it where this just makes it, it made so much sense at the time even because right after that trade it was an immediate flip. It was an immediate turnaround. Sam Gerrard steps in, plays big minutes on the on the defensive side, right? Like it, it just paid immediate dividends. This trade is not going to pay dividends for upwards yeah. of five years. Easily, like 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 if 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 the Avs were publicly traded, let's let's play some, let's have some fun with this. If the Avs were publicly <laughs> traded, or if the Nuggets were Nuggets, hell, the Rockies. Fuck's sake! I have the Rockies right here. That Avs game on right here. If if the Rockies were publicly traded, how many people have sold off their stock today? In the last we have been having, in, in the last seventy two hours, how yeah. how many of them would have sold off their stock? Legitimately, how many? Yeah. It, I mean, would, it been, would drop faster than Dogecoin on a Thursday, my friend. Exactly. It, and it, for all you guys out there, we have been having fun with Robin Hood at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who have a Robin Hood problem at work. It's kind of funny, but. Um, it's this has alienated the fan base and when Drew Creaseman from DNVR says this is no longer a baseball account that's a problem when Adrian Dater is posting about how they've just divided the Rockies fan that's a problem when AJ Hayfley talks about it that's a problem when Woody Page, Mark Kisla, Paul Klee are all chomping at the bit during the Zoom call to ask these questions about what are you doing with your management? Why are you doing this? Do you, should you sell the team? Should you fire Brightage? Should you do this? Should you do that? Yeah. That's a problem. If you do not recognize the problem, you are stuck and you are inept at what you are doing. This is a full-blown ineptitude of a franchise that has potential to be better than what the Seattle Mariners are, and the Seattle Mariners are dealing in fucking futility as well. When Bleacher Reports, um, SB Nation, right? When, when they do an entire six-part series during COVID, six parts, all over an hour long. So keep in mind, I watch this every two weeks, and I watched every bit of it. It was fucking awesome. They did yeah. the entire history of the Seattle Mariners, who have never won in a World Series. They have won two National League pennants. The Rockies have won one. The Rockies are on the exact same projection that they are on right now. They get star talents, they use them, and then they do not use them properly. Seattle did the same fucking thing with Ichiro Suzuki. Felix Hernandez. Two pretty fucking big names. And Felix Hernandez never left. Yeah. The Rockies are, are just on that same exact trajectory. It, this has nothing to do with the MLB being, an, MLB being an open salary cap league. Does it hurt it? Yeah, it does. It hurts the NBA too. That's why you see a lot more competitiveness in a sport like the NHL. 
where you have a hard cap. There's a hard cap. You have to fall by it. If you don't, you get, you do not have, you do not have a team and you don't play with certain, you don't get to play with guys. That's why literally two nights ago in Minnesota, the Avs played with 17 skaters and two goalies and still pushed yeah. to OT and lost McKinnon in the middle of the game. So at, at what point, and I don't know, because I, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter going, Manfred should veto this trade. This is fucking robbery. Those were not Rockies people. This was a Joe Sackick level fleecing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. it's, it's so funny to look at it right now because even through 10 games with Colorado, right? With the Avs, I, w- I was like, hmm, let's go see how Zadorov is doing. He's not doing well. Tyson Berry in Edmonton, not doing well. Tyson Berry didn't do well in Toronto either. These are moves that have to be made for the betterment of the club. This was not a move made for the betterment of the club. Nolan Arnauto isn't even 30. Trevor Story's not even 30. And Trevor Story's probably gone after this year. Yeah. Should have seen Woody Page's score on Around the Horn today. It's in like the high 70s. He was hot. He was going off. <laughs> um... Yeah, just it feels like a slap in the face as a fan. It feels like the club did take a giant step backwards instead of forward because you don't trade a Hall of Famer third baseman who's in the prime of his career. You just don't. No matter how they try to package it, they're excited. Okay. What they think Max Goomber's going to break the starting rotation this year? If he does, the Rockies will win 30 games. 38. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, just... We all knew it was going to happen. I mean, at least from from our end, I was just like, it's only a matter of time. They had messed up the relationship. But when it hit me, it still hit me like a ton of bricks. The, the rumor of it was bad enough. Seeing it actually go through was the bigger problem. 100%. Yep. Just it is how it is. But the good part is we have nuggets, we have abs. We're okay for a little while here. That we are, and we will have some abs and nuggets content coming to you guys soon. Uh, next couple episodes, we'll get into what's going on with with those respective clubs. Some great things, by the way. After tied for first, Nuggets just got off the back end of a road trip where they went five and one, coupled by a very nice uh, double digit win against the Utah Jazz, who were second in the West. Nikola Jokic dropped forty seven. 
and is widely regarded as the league's best player. Statisticians, NBA mathematicians. Um, I mean, his advanced stats, he leads the league in wins, win shares, uh, advanced usage stats, while being third in the league in steals, averaging near goddamn near a triple-double. And so we have that to look forward to. Nuggets would have been third seed in the West had they played the Pistons last night. Uh, It did get postponed due to COVID issues, um, which I thought was uh, convenient, I think, just because the Nuggets do need their rest coming up here against the Lakers on Thursday. That gives Jamal time to rest his shoulder and his elbow. Um, so I look at it more of a blessing in disguise. That game will be made up at some point. We'll still get to mess with Jeremy Grant. But, uh, but yeah, guys, thanks so much for, uh, for tuning in. We just had to put out this podcast for you. Um, just more so in, in just our collective frustrations, um, for all you Rockies fans out there, uh, on Arenado and the impact there afterwards. But uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, I will catch you guys back here next week with some hopefully better news. Take care. My family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I gotta make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This the life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozle. I've done it again! Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozle, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?